Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and a very excited life coach, Wendy Dillard, here. <laughs> Today is Tuesday, August the 14th, 2018, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, your second daily dose of happy. And uh, Wendy is on a continuous daily dose. She has it IV'd into her arm right now. She is so psyched because she's only got, what is it, three days left? Three days left of the day job, and then it's here we come full time <laughs> in my new career. Loving it. So excited. Oh my gosh. I have people calling me every day saying, How many days left? How many <laughs> days left? And oh, I'm just, I'm just over the moon excited. Well, when I connected uh, to you today on the Zoom platform, the uh, meter on my computer went Jeep! high voltage, <laughs> very high voltage. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, there's excitement and then there's exuberance. That's this true. Is more like exuberance. Because, <laughs> you know, I've been waiting for this since January. And it's not that it's a waiting game, but it's just been a building of all the different pieces and parts that have come together to get me to this point. And you know what, Walt? I realized that as of Monday, when I'm no longer in a day job, I will actually be starting kind of at a, at a new place. I'll be at square one mm. on the new career. And well, what's what now? Because this journey doesn't end just because I leave my day job. That's true. It just takes on this a is, new meaning. It just, well, it takes on a, a, a new, tra- uh, hmm. what's in front of me is different because what I'll be focusing on is different. Yeah. And, you know, I've been very aware, like on weekends or in the evenings, you know, um, when I've been watching TV or playing solitaire or just, you know, sitting and meditating, the, the thought crosses my mind, well, I could just be starting my new career now. I could be working on that. And I'm not getting a go for it. I'm getting a just kind of let this fade, let the old thing fade, and the new thing's ready for you. And there's no need to like hurry up because <laughs> all the pieces and parts are already laid out for me. And, um, you know, it's going to be a new journey for my trust walk with my inner being. Because what I know is that the next stage is going to be completely orchestrated by the intuitive impulses that come to me in terms of taking action. I have committed not to just jump and do things that, quote, I think I know to do. I am literally going to be guided on every step of my new career. That's my commitment to myself. That's a good one. Because I want to do this differently. I want to do this based on, you know, what I teach others. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to get in the way of it. No. I, I want to just, I want to be led because it's all there. I've done the priming the pump. I've done the the asking, if you will. I've done the focusing. I'm there. I have zero fear. I only have excitement. Every time I think about the unknown and I start to go, ooh, this is weird. It's not fear. It's an awareness of, I've never done this before, like this before. I wonder what it'll look like. I wonder what I'll do from day to day. You know, I wonder what my taxes will look like at the end of the year. How much money will I make? I don't really know. (laughs) There's so many unknown variables, and yet I know every one of them is good. So I, I have anticipation for all the cool things that are yet to come. Well, you did something very cool right there. You took something that most people find to be absolutely abysmal, tax returns, and turned it into something exciting to look forward to. That's pretty good. 
<laughs> it is exciting. Who knows what my new adjusted gross income is going to be? <sighs> I have to admit yeah, that that's the first. <laughs> I've never heard that one before. <laughs> it's good, though. It's very good. I mean, talk about finding positive aspects. That's really, really oh, good. Yeah. Well, you know, um, I, I've heard Abraham say many times to people who come in the hot seat, like, really, you have to start with the big, huge, hairy deals that you've had resistance on for 30 years? It's like if you're brand new to LOA, you know, a law of attraction, start with something small. You know, prove that law of attraction really works to you in a way that you can understand it, which is why they say things like, you know, focus on blue glass and spend about a minute or two talking about it and then just see how blue glass shows up in your life. And why blue glass? Because who really cares about blue glass? <laughs> Unless you're a blue glass blower. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. You know, but that's usually not something that really matters, you know, and it's just kind of, it's a great way to experiment. Well, you know, I've spent years not only experimenting, but then learning to trust and learn in recognizing the patterns. But today, um, our, our town had a, uh, what do you call it? They're calling it a snap attack. Snatch, snatch, I don't know, something swap where they want to take money that was allocated for one set of funds and move it to another. And in order to do it, they have to get the taxpayers of the city to vote yes or no. Ah, okay. So I'm an active member of my city. And so I knew I wanted to go and do early voting. And so I headed out today. And the place they were doing early voting was different than where it, I've normally done it. And it was at the high school. And now here's what's really funny. I've lived here I don't know, 11, 12 years. Well, I had no idea where the high school was. And so I put it in Google Maps and I went, really, it's over there. That's interesting. I don't even know if I've ever driven down that street before. And if I have, I certainly haven't paid attention. So uh, it, that actually kind of felt fun to me to go visit a place in my small little town of 35,000 people. We're not talking big town, you know, a place that I've never been before. And so I head out and, you know, everything works my way. And um, so I get to the school and I'm like, oh, I remember when I was in high school, there's lots of cars parked there. And I'm like, oh, there's no place to park. And so, but yet I noticed there were all these, um, people parked along the no parking zone where it says fire lane, no parking. Mm -hmm. I mean, there were like so many cars, like at least 50 cars. And I thought, well, maybe they're all here to vote because I'm seeing all these signs saying voting here, voting here and all the arrows. So I'm driving a pretty big distance because the high school is pretty long. And um, so I'm driving and I'm driving. And finally, I just kind of get this sense park here. And I'm thinking, OK, well, it's a fire lane, but a whole bunch of other people are parked here. So I did. <laughs> but it felt like the right thing to do. So now I go to walk in and I don't even know where to go. Um, I mean, there's so many signs, but like the signs have been going on for at least three buildings worth. Mm. So I couldn't tell which one was the one that was closest to where I really needed to go. So I just start walking toward the door. And as I head toward the door, there's a lady that passes a, a swipe badge and opens the door. And at that moment, I realized, oh, I'm not going in the right door. This is not a public entrance. But I just walked in right behind her, and she and I were talking about the crickets on the ground. Mm. So we were okay. in conversation, and she let me in two doors that I think I wasn't supposed to go in. <laughs> and then finally I said, I'm actually here for the early voting. And she goes, oh. But she didn't, like, freak out, like, oh, my God, I shouldn't have let you in. I said, could you 
point me in the right direction. It says it's in the library. And she goes, oh, sure. You know, and she pointed to where it was. I said, thank you so much. And I went on my way and I went, well, that was cool. I had somebody let me in an entrance I wasn't supposed to go in. And so then I see the library and I walk in the door and talk about, you know, quiet in the library. Well, it must have been their lunch hour. There was not a soul there. There was nobody behind the library desk. Hmm. And I see somebody kind of off in the distance eating lunch at a library table. And she looked at me and said, can I help you? I said, I'm here for voting. And she goes, oh, well, it's up here. And she showed me where it was. And I said, thank you. And so I find the little voting room. And there's only two people in there. Again, must have been lunchtime for them. And she said, you're here to vote? And I said, yeah. So we went through, you know, the paperwork. And she walks me over to the voting machine. And um, there was only one thing on the ballot. Either either for or against mm-hmm. this tax movement. And I went for, right. boom. And I said, We're all done. She's like, Thank you, Mrs. Dillard. And I'm like, You're welcome. And I walk back out and I find my way. And I was thinking to myself, of all the places I could have parked as I was driving in, seeing all these places where the signs were, I parked like literally the very closest to the very entrance that was the closest to the library. Why am I not surprised? (laughs) (laughs) And my car was still there, as was everybody else who was parked in a fire lane. And there was plenty of space, because we were all uh, parallel parked, and no one parked behind me, so it's not like it was hard to get out. And I'm like, well, this was an easy breezy thing. So I'm heading on out, and um, I'm I'm driving down this uh, lane that, like, I hadn't been on before. and all of a sudden, I just kind of notice, like, in it, it was kind of to my left, sort of in my side vision, I noticed this car is kind of encroaching upon me like they're going to hit me. Mm. And without freaking out or any thought, I just looked and I kind of moved over to the right so he could move over. We both had plenty of space. And as we went past where that happened, I realized his lane was ending. And he didn't pay attention of how to merge properly. Uh-huh. Cause I went, did I do that? And I looked back and I went, no, I didn't do that. That was, that was the other driver. And, but here was another thing. There was no freaking out. I wasn't angry. I wasn't scared. I wasn't nervous. There was more than enough time to like, just gently move my car. So that, you know, it was, it became what I would call a non-incident. Mm, yeah. Sounds like it. Okay. So, then I get home, you know, and I'm just thinking about the experience going to the lot, to the, um, the high school where I've never been. I found the perfect parking place. I went to a door I wasn't supposed to, but there was somebody there to let me in. I go into the library. There was somebody there to give me directions. And then as I'm leaving, I have somebody who wasn't paying attention to the road and I was guided to just gently move, move over. And the reason I'm saying all of this, is because I was just really focusing on this is my everyday life. This is how I live today. This is not how I lived even 10 years ago. Um, But there is such a level of synchronicity where I'm just flowing with what I'll call all the green lights. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just a continual flow. And it's like I'm being guided continually in a way that I don't even recognize I'm being guided. And yet after the fact, I can totally see how I was guided to leave when I did. I was guided as I was driving, you know, in front of the high school. 
I guess I was paying attention to my guidance without saying, okay, inner guidance, tell me where to park. <laughs> I just had, no, not here. No, not here. This is looking better. Okay, how about here? It was just really <laughs> natural, really simple. It, just a sense of ease. It's become like there wasn't habitual, anything. right? I mean, it's, it's, it's become yeah. a habit that you just kind of fall into. Yeah, it just, there's just an internal feeling of, yeah, follow this. Don't follow that. Go here. Don't go there. And I was, as I was just really <clears throat> taking that in today, I went, this is an example of less than one hour in my life. And if, if, at, if at any point I'm concerned about what my future career holds for me, or if I don't know what to do on a certain day, I really have nothing to be concerned about. I've been preparing for this my entire life. Mm. And where I am right now in my life is one that looks like what I just explained of my little errand today. Mm -hmm. It's just pure, beautiful guidance. And it's not even to the point where I feel like I'm overtly asking the questions. But obviously, if you know you have to park, you are asking questions because you're perusing with your eyes going, where do I park? That is the question. Mm -hmm. The question is being asked as I know it's time for me to park my car, <laughs> you know, and and I'm being guided as to how and where. And it's just I've just realized it's so lovely. And you know, you're one of the people that has said to me, you know, how important it is to celebrate when something good happens. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is my way of acknowledging in in lieu of celebration or or as how I celebrate is just acknowledging how synchronistic and perfect so many things are laid out in front of us um and there was a time that i didn't know how to get into the flow i was trying to externally control everything but i do recognize and this is how i recognize it i have learned to let go mm. of micromanaging every little thing in my life because i'm not even thinking about every little thing in my life I show up and I'm guided. And it's I'm, like, gosh, this is so beautiful. I'm reminded that uh, very, very often, all all the time that you and I have been doing podcasts together, one of, your, one of your most frequent things to say is everything works out for me. Everything goes oh, yeah. well for me. and Everything's always working out for me. And, and it, it gets, it, it's gotten to the point now where you have said it so often and with such passion that it's now true at all times. It is. And, you know, when we were reading on a regular basis in the Law of Attraction book, the mm -hmm. last place we were reading was about segment intending. Right. And one of the things that we read, and I'm going to paraphrase, was how when you begin to set forth an intention for something you're about to do, whether it's getting in the car, whether it's parking the car, um, whether it's going through a drive-in, drive-through restaurant, you know, whether it's um, starting the day at, at the computer and looking at my inbox, whatever those segments are, when we set forth an intention and we start to do it repetitively, eventually it's almost like there's no need to purposefully and manually set forth that intention because that vibrational energy is already set in place. And I feel like what I experienced today is the evidence of 
I've set my intentions that when I go somewhere, I get a good parking place. I've set my intention when I go to a place that I've never been to that I don't freak out anymore. I don't micromanage. Oh, my God, will I know what to do and where to go? And what if it's a one-way street? It's like, I'll be guided. Nothing is a big deal anymore. It's just show up and go there, and you'll get what you need when you're there. It's funny because it strikes me as you've been telling this story, and you just alluded to the book that we've been reading, which which we're going to get to. Um, in that book, the next subtopic we're about to discuss direct, is directly what you've been talking about. It's entitled, Could mm. the Segment Intending Process Hinder My Spontaneous Reactions? You just told an entire story <laughs> where all of your spontaneous reactions were driven by your overall positive intent that everything's going to work out. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, and I'll tell you, I, part of why I told that story was because it sets me up to have such, oh, what's the right word? Not, not just awareness, not just anticipation. But like excitement, oh, like putting my mind at ease. That's the right thing. Mm. It's like I'm putting my mind at ease for when I start my new career on Monday, that I know everything's already put in place. And just like I headed out today to run my errands, I knew where I was going, but I didn't know what I would encounter when I got there. So I know what my intention is for my, my new career and my new business. But I don't really know what I'm going to encounter, encounter along the way. But I know that my inner being has already foreseen what's ahead of me and has already uh, paved the pathway. Which means that you don't need and to know. You don't need to pre-plan it other than I to say, to take, over, take care of it for me. Yeah, I just show up. And when I get to my office on Monday morning, you know, across the hallway, <laughs> when I get <laughs> to my office, commute. <laughs> I mean, I have a feeling that while I'm laying in bed, I'll get the inclination as to what to do once I get there. And then once I start doing it, that will provide the next step. And once I'm doing that next step, that will open up to what's next after that. And I mean, it's not like it's a complete blank slate. Trust me, I've had no. so many ideas flowing through my head for the last several weeks and months. Um, but I don't know in what order. I don't know which ones are going to be part of what I'm doing versus which ones are just nice ideas that are going to get me to the next thing. Um, but, you know, I can't wait to talk about each step along the journey as to what this looks like for me, because this is a brand new something. This is not like, oh, I've read it before. And honestly, I don't even know if I've heard Abraham talk about anything like this in this to do something in this fashion. Maybe they have, but if so, I was still micromanaging my life and trying to be in control, I probably wouldn't have heard it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing. I, I do know what question I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to ask you how it feels, because I already know the answer. It feels normal. <laughs> right? Yeah, you either get from me normal or exciting. It's one of the it's, two. <laughs> this one I know is going to be normal. <laughs> it's going to feel normal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like I have, this may sound so crazy, but for me, because I love business, it's cool. If I'm pretty sure that I'm going to purchase Office 365, so I could have, I want so desperately to be able to use Outlook both on my desktop and from the cloud. And that's the only way I know how I can do that. 
and I've been thinking about it every day for over a week. <laughs> Things to think about. That's probably the last time I yeah. list. I love that. <laughs> Even though I did the research on it probably two months ago and went, yeah, I think that's a good idea. But, you know, we would use Outlook for email, you know, at my day job. And Outlook has always been my most favorite email, you know, application. And so I'm like, yeah, I got to have that. Got to have that. And um, so every day I've been asking, can I get it today? And it's like, no, not yet. Can I get it today? No, not yet. <laughs> I go, oh, okay. <laughs> You're actually getting impatient. Wow. I am because I'm excited. I'm like, okay, maybe the thing I thought I was going to do first on Monday won't be the first thing. Maybe get setting up Office 365 might be, but it doesn't matter. Either way, it'll all be fun. And, you know, since I no longer have stop and start times, um, that in itself is so that's, that's freedom. That is ultimate liberation for me. But then you tell um, me you, you were kind of, you, you hadn't actually said out as, as, yes, this is the final word, but you were leaning toward like a yeah. late start and a late end to the, to the, to the day well, for yourself. My coach, my coaching hours are going to be from 11 until I think eight mm -hmm. central time. Right. But my real business hours when I want to work is whenever I feel like working. Ah. If I wake up at three in the morning with a brilliant idea, I'll start working at three in the morning. Mm-hmm. If I'm working on something at midnight and it takes me till 4 a.m. to complete that, that's that's when I'll work. Because when I was an entrepreneur before, that's how I worked. Whenever the creativity struck me is when I did my thing. Which raises the question, Is what what is work? Is work something that you enjoy or is it a task that you have to do? Well, for me, work has always been my play. Like, I play when I'm doing things that people call work. Okay. Um, and that's how I knew it was time to leave my day job because it stopped feeling like a game. Ah, it stopped okay. feeling playful. It started to become not drudgery because I do enjoy the things I do, but the challenge was gone. I wasn't mm -hmm. doing anything new. Um, I had perfected the things that I did, and it was just now I'm just going through the motions. Sure. And that doesn't, that doesn't feel, uh, uh never does exuberate, exuberate <laughs> <laughs> to me. It does feel like creating a new word, but other than that, no, it doesn't really. Feel yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I knew, I knew it was time to go. And so here's the weird thing that I've been thinking all week. So my friends at work are like wishing me beautiful, you know, loving thoughts for, great success. Um, several have said they know I'll be wildly successful, which I think is so sweet. Nice. Um, and then I think about it from their perspective. It's as though, like, this is how I take it. It's as though they know that on Monday I'm going to quote a new job. Mm. Like they're excited for me. They're okay that I'm leaving, you know, them because I'm going to something new. But what has never been discussed and no one has asked me, and I'm glad, is what exactly will you be doing when you leave here? <laughs> I mean, I've told them life coaching. I've told them I'm expanding my life coaching business, mm. which is still very true. Sure. But I think they envision me having a ton of life coaching clients and that that's what my new business will be. And I don't see my business that way at all. Yes, I know I'm going to take on new clients. But I don't see myself where I'm going hour to hour with one client after another after another. 
because I have another business venture that I'm working on. Ooh. It's still in li- it's still in the life transformation space, mm-hmm. but it's so much bigger. I mean, we're ca- talking big business. Ooh. We're not talking on un- I'm not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. Ah, okay. I'm going to be building I'm going to be building a team. This goes back to the word oh. of empire that we were using last week. Yes. Well, and here speaking of team, this is so fun. I'm talking to Rhonda, my coaching friend, the other day, and I we were talking about how, you know, everything in our life is a message, everything, and we've created everything, okay? So I said, and I was talking about bug bites and <laughs> how, <laughs> I'm like, so Rhonda, I have these like bug bites all over my feet. I said, most of them are, you know, like maybe two months old and I can still see the red dots and they're healing quite nicely. But I said, I'd like to work on every little something that I notice and just get to the bottom of it because I know it's there for a reason. And maybe because it's just such a no big deal thing, I haven't stopped to ask what message is wanting to be conveyed to me that I have just not even paid attention to. So anyway, that opened up a huge discussion and it took us to fire ants and back to when I was 19 and I stepped in a fire ant bed that like I ended up with over a hundred bites. It was took about five or six years for all the scars to go wow. away. It was pretty, pretty nasty. Yeah. And because I have Scandinavian, very white, pale skin, any little bug bite that you scratch, it becomes a big deal. And, and <laughs> so the fire anyway. ants, and apparently the fire ants said party. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I said, you know, I don't, re- I said, this happened when I was 19. I'd only been in Texas a short time. I don't even know. I don't even remember ever being having seen a fire ant when I was in Chicago. And she said, oh, they're really native to this area. You probably didn't have them up north. And I went, oh, well, no wonder I didn't know anything about them. And I didn't know how to be really careful to have not stepped oh, sure. in them, yeah. which I did. And it was like dusk. And so I didn't see it. So anyway, I was telling her, I said, now here's something just really, really odd. Um, I said, outside in our yard, I have a really huge yard. I said, I've always seen fire ant beds and I have my Andro fire ant killer and I put that on there and it takes care of them usually within a day. And I said, I'm really careful walking around my yard. I said, but here's something that has never happened until this summer. Really, maybe even the last couple months. I'm noticing fire ants in my bedroom. Now, I'm on the second floor of my house, and I have a brick exterior, all brick exterior. And I'm thinking, how the heck are fire ants getting into my second floor bedroom? So when I see one ant, and I always see them one at a time, I kill them, throw it away. Then about the next day, you know, a day goes by, and another one shows up. Like, this is weird. So finally, I started asking the question, where are they coming in the house? Well, I finally found an area where it looked like they'd been bringing up dirt and like between the baseboard and the carpeting, there was just little teeny specks of dirt for about maybe a 16, 18 length uh, on the baseboard. So I vacuumed that up. Didn't see an ant at the time, but I vacuumed that up and I'm like, okay, I think I got it. And then the next day I see another ant. I'm like, this is really getting my attention. What's up with the ant? Well, then I'm downstairs and I was um, in the, I have a bathroom downstairs and I noticed one downstairs and I went, okay, now that's not even anywhere near the the bedroom, you know, and I'm trying, I'm like, 
how are these suckers getting in my house? <laughs> but then while I'm talking to Rhonda, I said, you know what? I don't even care how they're getting in my house. Now I want to know what's the message in this? I've created this. I've created ants coming into my home. And so the next thing I said to her, she started asking some questions of, you know, does it have to do with this? No. Does it have to do with that? No. And then she said, does it have to do with your business? And I went, yes. Mm. Like, I just got a strong yes. Really? Yeah. And I went, what about these ants? She said, well, think about ants. What about them? And I said, well, you know, I think of ants as hard workers. And then she said, they work in a team. They create community. And I went, yeah, that's feeling like I'm resonating with that. There's something about that that's right for me. She said, so maybe you're, it's because you're going to be building a community. And I was like, yeah, like that didn't resonate strongly. Yeah, not quite that. And then I, and then I said, every time I've seen an ant in the last several months in my house, I've seen an ant by itself. It was solo. Mm -hmm. Like it strayed from the community. It strayed from the team. And then all of a sudden there was a clarity and I understood the message. I am not to go forth solo. I am meant to go as a team. Hmm. And hmm. I had heard years ago, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go with a team. Oh, that's good. And this was just, and I have goosebumps saying this, this was such an amazing display of how a message can show up for me. To give me the message, don't go as a solopreneur. You're not going to be solo long. Don't even stay focused on doing something by yourself for very long because you're meant to go as a team. Because, And then I said to Rhonda, I said, every aunt that I saw that was solo got killed. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I killed every one of them. Mm. And I never saw the community of ants. I never saw the team. They're still living wherever they are. But I've told them that now that I got the message, they can go back downstairs and go back out into the yard. <laughs> <laughs> Good. But move. it's like, and, and every solo ant got killed, and I I took that message like, it'll kill me if I do this by myself. It'll mm. be too hard. It won't feel good. It'll be the death of me. <laughs> well, yeah. Now I'm curious to know what's the team going to look like. What kind of team is this going to be? not quite sure mm. but i'm gonna know as i go forward i have had such a strong desire to make phone calls and to reach out to different people on linkedin and on facebook people who are in um like like I, i'm part of all sorts of groups that i've never really taken the time to really dive into what they're about because i've always been too busy doing something else but it's like, I really want to understand what, what they know about marketing. I want to really understand what they know about building a team or building a business or putting together products or services. It's like, I'm ready to call people up and talk to them and pick their brain and, and build a community with individuals that are doing what I'm doing. And I have a feeling some of them eventually will be on my payroll. And some of them will be advisors. Some will become friends. But I, for several months now, I've just had this sense of building a new team. So like in my day job, I have a team. 
I support a team. I work within a team. Um, my team can be as small as 50, and it could be expanded to about 100, depending on which part of the team I'm working with. But I have lots of people that I work with that are like my, my resources and that I am a resource for them. Okay. And I was thinking about, okay, so now that I'm exiting that world and I'm building something new, what doesn't feel good is to just be by myself. Mm. Well, it makes sense. Now, granted, yeah, I mean, I work alone really well. Um, yeah, but you were working with a, you idea, were working with a team. It was a good sized team. You had a whole bunch yeah. of people you were giving admin support to, and so forth. So it's not like you were really alone most of the time. No, it's just I was alone at my desk doing my thing, and that's how I do my right. job really well. Yeah, but I want to work within a team where we're all working toward a common goal, and we just have our own piece of the pie, you know, that we work on. But I I just love how the universe provides messages. We create everything. I created the fire ants literally coming up to the second floor of my house. <laughs> I mean, have you ever heard of someone having fire ants on the second floor? Because I never have. <laughs> well, there aren't Carpenter a whole lot of fire ants. There, there are not a whole lot of fire ants in Connecticut, but I get the drift of what okay. you're saying. Yeah. I mean, it just is amazing because like a fire ant looks unlike most ants. They're not like the little teeny army ants. They're actually really long, and they have like maybe four circular sections to their body, mm. almost like a snowman. You know how a snowman has right. like three sections? Well, an ant is like that, or a fire ant is like that with three or four sections mm -hmm. to the body. And usually one section looks more red, like they're kind of brownish, rusty mm -hmm. colored, and one section looks more red. Right. I, I don't know if that's where they get their fire ant. Or, Probably, yeah. I don't know. Uh, their sting is like fire, I will tell you that. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> but I just love that. And I went, oh. I, I feel like excited that I was a part of creating something like that that was so special for me to get such an exact message. You know, I'm not going to forget this. Like if someone says, are you a solopreneur? I'll say not for long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm expecting that you're you know? going to come up with a whole bunch of, of future updates where you're going to be telling us how you're going to be, how you're putting your team together one person at a time. And, oh, here's the latest person I brought in to join my team. <laughs> well, and, you know, um, another something that came out of my conversation with Rhonda, I said, well, you know, I'm not really in a position to, like, hire somebody. And she said, we'll do a barter. I said, well, what do I have to barter? She said, you're a coach, and you're a fabulous coach. I went, oh, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> and I think that had been mentioned to me many years ago, but I, I really didn't bite on that because I, I thought, well, who's going to want coaching, which is like su such a stupid thing to say when I was a coach, <laughs> trying to market myself. Like, who would want that? <laughs> yeah, that's not exactly your strongest starting point. That's true. <laughs> But I'm in a I'm a whole different person now. I'm like, oh gosh, yes. I'll tell them they, you know, they can have unlimited coaching from me, while they're while they're providing valuable services to me. And you know, here's my my next something. Help me build my business to such a point. Name your salary. Name the price you want to get paid. Prove it in value. Build my business. Help me build my business. And when the money is there, done. That's your salary. And I'm like, yeah. And I'm willing for you. You can, in the meantime, you can work for either the fun of it, 
because you're going to be part of something really exciting and or you can do it for the coaching services, you know, and eventually maybe you can be doing it for stock options. I don't know, but I'm not looking small. I'm looking to do something big. And like I realize right now as I'm saying this, I have just upped the game in terms of what I have spoken publicly. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because up until now, I've really only talked about me as a solopreneur, building a new career, but it was really a career for one. Well, now I'm going to build a career for many. Well, plus what you're talking about is very familiar to me because you talk about um, you know, doing the job for the love of it. That's exactly what the podcast is for me. Absolutely. You know, it's not like I'm getting paid millions of dollars to do the podcast. If I was paid millions of dollars to do the podcast, I'd take the money and smile, maybe even jump <laughs> up and down and do a jig. But I'd do the podcast anyway because it's fun. I'm enjoying it. It's just it good. You know, so that's definitely along the right track, I think. Cool. Yeah. Well, my empire is for the fun of it. And it's going to make a difference, just like the podcast does. Mm -hmm. It's going to transform people's lives that's in good. amazing ways. Yeah. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. Well, let's take a moment because <gasps> well, well, there's a couple messages I want to put out before I yeah. forget about it. And we usually get to like the end of the hour and all of a sudden, oh, my God, I got to rush to get this in. Well, I don't want to rush to get it in. So this time I'm going to do it a little bit early. Um, first, for people who are existing subscribers, um, I know that you're loving the show because you always do. You keep playing all the, the episodes, so I know you're loving them. I'm wondering if I can get you to, to, to do me a little favor. Over the last week, we've been trying to, to promote the idea of getting all of our existing subscribers, our regular listeners, to just take a moment and post on social media something that includes the words LOAToday.net. Hopefully something positive. That would be great. We would really like that. But something, anything at all, just to see what happens. And we are getting a few people doing it, Wendy, and we're seeing it in the numbers. The numbers have definitely started to spike since then. Now, I can't, when I say spike, I don't mean uh, that we were at 150 subscribers and now we're at 150,000. That, not that kind of a spike. That's not what I'm talking about. But we are seeing significant increases in the number of plays and smaller increases in the number of unique listeners. So something is happening out there, and I'm hoping we can continue that trend because, hey, we, we have, you know, what, maybe 150 subscribers, maybe more now. That's out of a population here in the U.S. of 300 million that's out of a population of 7 billion worldwide. I think we have a little room to grow. So, a little. <laughs> just, mm -hmm. just a tad, you know. So, and, and that means there are a lot of people who could benefit from this, too. I mean, how many places can you get a daily dose of happy that really is? So, please, just if you're an existing subscriber, just take a moment and put something on your favorite social media channel about LOAToday.net. And include the .net, too. That, that's part of our experiment to see does that actually... Um, improve the situation in ways that I can measure. <laughs> um, second thing I want to do is ask those who are new to us, who are perhaps tuning in for the first time, maybe this is the first episode they've ever heard. Uh, if you have not yet become a subscriber, take a moment and do it right now. It's really easy to do. It, the instructions are right on the homepage of the website at LOAToday.net. And you don't even actually have to go there. I mean, that's probably the easiest way to do it. But as uh, somebody pointed out to me recently, not everybody even likes to use a browser. I mean, some people don't even know how. As the younger generation, they don't use it at all. They're used to you know, using their apps all the time. And that's fine. You can do that, too, because you can find us on iPhones in the iTunes store. Um, you can also find us through the built-in podcast software that comes with an iPhone. And if you're on an Android phone, just go to the Play Store and do a search for a podcast software. There are a lot of them out there. Some of them are pay for, some of them are free. And uh, just download one of those, install it, and then 
all of those have a built-in search function. Use that to go look for LOA today, and you'll be able to subscribe that way. But whatever way you do it, take a moment to subscribe and then share the fact that you did it. And that is our promo for this show. <laughs> well done. Well, Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I'm going to throw out a promo that if anybody's been listening to the show and you want to jump on board with the personal transformation empire that uh-huh. I am in the process of building, and you think you have a skill set that might be able to fit into what I'm doing, even if you don't even know what it is, <laughs> call me. Call me. Go to my website, wendydillard.com. My phone number is on there. And call me and say, you know what? I think I might be able to help you. And I would love to do it in lieu of um, a, a barter for free coaching. You got it. I'm looking forward to you coming on to the podcast and saying, you know, I got a phone call from this guy who said, you know, I have this impetus to call you, but I have really no idea why or what I'm going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love those kinds of phone calls. I'd say, all right, talk to me. Tell me what you know. Tell me what you know about computers. <laughs> Tell me what you know about business. And let's see if we can fit, find a way to plug you find into fit. my yeah. new empire. There you yeah. go. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. And and meanwhile, you can you know have your inner being do an interview with this person. <laughs> I love that. I love how much of a communication you have going on inside. I, I think it's terrific. Oh, yeah. And I'm, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. looking forward to things like you, you're interviewing your next client and your inner being is saying, no, no, ask this question. Ask this question. <laughs> well, you know, speaking of interviewing, this is really fascinating. I was talking to a friend the other day. And I was just, we were just talking about random things. And I realized that over the course of, I don't know, maybe even the last year, I have gained so much experience um, in interviewing without realizing I had gotten interviewing experience. Mm. And I didn't get it through actual interviewing. But you know how you do something and you learn okay, I don't like that, but I prefer this. Right. Well, I have learned a lot through, um, you know, like random people that call me solicitors and how they approach me, um, p- certain people that I work with. Um, just It's it just been amazing. Different people I've talked to, I've really been able to hone in on knowing when somebody's a match for me and when they're not. And like, for instance, um, because of like, this is the last year of Obamacare. Um, and because I'm leaving my job a couple months shy of, uh, or you don't have to have insurance for like two months, but you do have to have it for at least 10. And so I have to find either I need to pay the tax penalty for this year for not having insurance for the rest of the year. Cause once I leave my day job, I lose that insurance mm-hmm. or, I need to, you know, get some health care. So I was just looking at the different options and I won't say I made a mistake in doing it, but I clicked on something that said, yes, I'm willing for some people to like, give me some quotes. Oh dear. Oh <laughs> my God. Yeah. That's like opening the floodgates. It was at nine forty-five at night. And within two minutes, the phone rang. It was already somebody asking me about healthcare mm-hmm. and, you know, how can they help me? So anyway, I finished that call. Well, then the next day the phone started ringing at 8, 10 a.m. <laughs> and I mean, my phone rang at least from 20 different numbers that day. Wow. Yeah. And it's been, tra- it's been trailing off. But here's what I find really interesting. And this is how the interviewing thing sort of came to my awareness. Oh. The, the people who started out with saying, hi, how are you? I was willing to engage in conversation. 
if the first words out of their mouth was, how much are you, are, are you currently insured? And then their next question is, what are you currently paying? I don't want to talk to that person because I only want to talk to people who are willing to get to know me. Now, this is my preference. It may not be someone else's. I want someone to know me and understand me, but I don't want them to just bark questions at me. And like last night, I had a gal who she was really kind of belligerent. Um, you know, it's like I answer the phone. Hello, this is Wendy. That's exactly how I answer the phone with the lilt in my voice and the hello, this is Wendy. So when they say, can I speak with Wendy? <laughs> it's a little bit of a pisser. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, they don't listen well. All nope. right, that's, that's one strike. Yep. So then yep. I say, this is Wendy. Okay, um, so-and-so from healthcare, blah, blah, blah. Are you currently, do you currently have healthcare? So this lady, to this lady, I said, yes, I do. Okay, well, can, tell me how much you pay. And I said, well, I currently have health care with my day job, and, and I'm no longer looking for other alternatives. Well, how much do you pay? Wow. And I said, well, honestly, I don't think that's a question that I care to answer because I've already made it clear I'm not looking. So why would you be asking me how? Well, I could <laughs> save you money. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, total so disconnect. Yeah, and I'm sure she's reading from a script, and this is what she's been taught. And I don't judge her for that. But what I recognize is that's not somebody I want to do business with. Most people but don't. What's really, but what's fascinating is the first three people that I did actually talk to, and we had lengthy conversation, not one of them started their conversation that way. Mm. Every one of them said, well, tell me your story. Tell me why you're looking. Much better. And I'm like, well, that's a really approachable question. Yeah. And then we got into really good conversation. And then I said, well, you know, it would be sort of an immaculate conception at this point for me to get pregnant. <laughs> so I really don't want to pay to have a policy where it has all these maternal things in it and pregnancy things and baby taking care of things. Can we have a policy where that's not in it? Because I don't want to pay for something I'm not going to use. You know, and they're like, absolutely. Yes, I can. I can you know, pull up a policy for you that doesn't have that and that doesn't have this and will only be providing what it is that you do need. I'm like, oh, so you're willing to customize for me. Oh, absolutely. But it was like the way they talked to me really made me connect with them. And one man in particular, I said, okay, so based on everything you've told me, you've given me such good info. I don't feel the need to jump on this right now. I now recognize I have at least six weeks to make a decision. And I said, but I promise you, you will be the man I call. Because even though he had told me everything he, he currently said will be outdated by the time we get to, because apparently things change so often. Mm -hmm. I said, but you will be the person I call. You will be my agent because I like you. I like what you've told me. I like how you, I like how you've treated me. And he said, thank you. That makes all the difference. And, yeah. And I realized even though this wasn't considered an interview, it was. Sure. Oh, yeah. I, I was interviewing health insurance agents without thinking of it in those terms. Of course. You know, and I thought, well, actually, the prices he gave me was a little bit higher than the prices another guy gave me. And I went, but you know what? I'd rather work with somebody who wants to really help me and understand me because there's a good chance. But the guy who gave me the really cheap prices, I wasn't really going to get the value that I was hoping to get. 
Well, I think most people are like that. I mean, in my experience, the average person wants to do business with somebody who they can create some sort of connection with because of that very reason. They, they know that it's quite possible somewhere down the line they're going to need more. They're going to need help. They're going to need explanations. They're going to need uh, you know, somebody stepping in for them, whatever. They're going to need somebody on their side. And so they want somebody who sounds human and who sounds like, you know, hey, I'm actually talking to you not through an automatic chat routine that some programmer wrote. I, I actually right. know how to converse like a human being and, and relate. Like, I mean, I do this with uh, uh, Louise's gardening business. When I take a, one of the phone calls from, you know, an incoming caller, usually somebody calling in for the first time. And, uh, you know, hi, how you doing? How can I help? And, you know, oh, I have, we have a, a garden that really needs some attention. You know, the, the, the weeds have been growing like crazy. And I'll say, yeah, they have a tendency to do that, don't they? And I get a laugh out of that. <laughs> and, you know, then they say, well, you know, could you come out and take a look? And I'd say, well, I'd be happy to accept that. I don't think you want me to come out because I have the black thumb in the family. You probably want me <laughs> as far away from your garden as possible. That's what I get. And I get a laugh out of it. And, you know, but what I can do is I can arrange to have one of our gardening experts come out. Oh, yeah, we'd love that. You know, that kind of rapport. When you build that kind of rapport, and then Louise goes out and talks to some of these people, and say, they they say, "Who's that nice man who answers the phone for you?" Oh, that's my <laughs> husband. You know, <laughs> that's so cool. But that rapport goes so far. I mean, I, I'm halfway to yeah. making them a customer just by being pleasant and normal and everyday with them. Yeah, and so for me, I just had this really cool awareness that with all the many conversations I've had with different people over the last year, I really have honed my interviewing skills. That's good. I know what my preferences are. Um, I've even worked with some people that as nice as they are, they don't have a personality temperament that is a style that actually connects for me. Like there are some people that do things differently than I do, and it doesn't make it wrong. But that's not the person I want working alongside of me on a regular basis. Right. You know, yeah. and so it's really cool because I have really set my preferences and I did, I'm not having to go through the uh, trial and error of being in business for a year, going through multiple employees going, nope, I don't like that. Yep, I like that. It's like I actually have done that work up front. And. It doesn't surprise me, and yet I'm like, wow, I'm kind of awed <laughs> at how the universe has set me up with so many circumstances in my life to prepare me for where I'm going so that I can truly be plug and play. Just plug me in. The universe will just plug me into where I need to go, and I'm ready to roll. I, I feel like the learning curve will be very small for what I'm about to do, even though what I'm about to do is something I've never done before. I feel like the learning curve has been as minimized for me as possible because many things I have already experienced will uh, map over to where I'm going and what I'm about to do. Well, more importantly, even too, though I don't know what it is, more, more importantly, you're going into it with the idea that it will be a minimal learning curve and that feels good to you. So just going in with the attitude that it, that it feels that way, even if it does come in kind of steep, it'll still feel minimal. Because you're already lined yeah. up for that. And so, you know, everything will just kind of iron out very quickly for you. Other people yeah. going into the same situation could run into the exact same learning curve and say, oh, God, I'm so overwhelmed. Yeah. 
you know? And, you know, e- even new software, that used to be almost like it felt the death of me. Really? Like new software would just make me insane. Wow. Because if it was something I'd purchased, like it was a program I'd purchased, and there wasn't any live tech support, mm-hmm. but it was either chat tech support or email tech support. Oh my God, I hated that. Which is pretty hated, much the way hated, most hated. software is sold this day, these days anyway. So I know. You're basically and behind so the eight ball through, already. <laughs> and so I've been through many of those. <laughs> but because I've been through many, I've come to recognize this is the, the state of the union. This is the state <laughs> of our world. And I now have a very different approach. I'm much more patient. I can now tell myself, because I don't know, I was doing something a couple months ago where it was new software. And I told myself, you know what, Wendy? It always feels a little rougher in the beginning because of unfamiliarity. But you got this. You always manage to get through this. You end up teaching people. Oh, I know it was my merchant account. You end up teaching the tech support people more than they knew. <laughs> Which was a great story. I'm, I'm so good at looking at patterns and figuring things out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so I have every reason to know and believe that going forward, any new stuff that I encounter, oh, I'll figure it out. I always do. That's exactly the and, right attitude to have, too. I mean, I know that from my own experience um, way back when, when I first started using computers and discovered I had quote, an aptitude, unquote, for them, which basically meant I didn't resist them like everybody else did. Mm. So so I was way ahead of the curve just because, okay, you know, so I don't know how it works, but I'm going to find out. I mean, it's going to be fairly obvious. I'm going to learn this pretty quickly just because, you know, I want to know how it works rather than, oh, God, I I don't know how to do this. What if if I break it? I mean, I I don't know what to do next. Somebody's got to show me this. I I feel so helpless. You know, the two entirely different attitudes about the same thing. Well, you know, I was um, uh, on one a website today for like my 401k and I was trying to find something and I was thinking about what we're talking about right now. And I went, well, they've changed it since the last time I looked at this website and I didn't get angry or frustrated. I went, well, you'll figure it out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Click on this button. Oh, click on this button. Click on this. Bu-. I'm like, wow. I like went there the most direct way. And I'm like, look at how fast. That is. And I I wonder, this is probably how like little babies, you know, they grow up and they touch technology and they start making connections so that it becomes intuitive to them. And I realized, because for a while, I think I had a belief that because I'm older and I didn't start with computers, um, you know, that my learning curve was a little bit rougher because I was working against so many other ingrained ways of thinking but I can tell that I'm changing that to, oh, yeah, as a matter of fact, I probably have I have more experience than some of the younger kids because I've been around longer. I've been through many more programs. I've been through lots of Windows operating systems, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like my nephew, who's like a whiz with all things software and all things hardware. I asked him to, to when my father had passed away about five years ago, I wanted him to take my dad's PC and give it an overhaul so that we could do a fresh, um, what's it called when you blow away the hard drive and you reformat it? A build? Um, and I, I'm not sure what you're thinking of. I, I think it was just, uh, we wanted, I wanted to reformat the whole hard drive oh, okay. and give, give it to my mom because dad had the, the newer computer. And so my nephew has it for about a month and we were going over to the family's house one day and I said to him, I said, so were you able to take care of that? He said, no. 
And I'm thinking, this is a whiz kid. How is that possible? I hmm. said, well, what got in the way? And he went, well, it was so old. I didn't, I, I didn't even recognize the language it was written in. <laughs> and I laughed and I went, oh, wow. Now there's something where, in a sense, here's a limitation for a millennial. Sure. They don't know the old stuff. And he didn't. He didn't even like get into it and try to figure it out. He mm-hmm. just went, I don't know this language and he quit. Yeah. And I said, okay. And so I took it home and you know what? I did it. I'm sure you did. I just thought he would do it faster and easier than me. Apparently not. But it's like, huh? Okay. Yeah. Cool. So anyway, I have a very different attitude towards software. I'm not afraid of learning. Um, I, I really embrace the whole idea of whatever new is coming to me, but I've really been prepaving. Um, that's another use of uh, uh, some, that's another statement or what do we call it? It's yeah. another topic that Abraham talks about. Um, it's similar to segment intending. Well, actually prepay- before we get into that, I just realized we've got about three minutes left. We haven't actually read from the book, and this is a really short, short section, and, and I'm, I'm actually right. kind of tired of titling the same title each time and then changing it. So I'd like to leave this title in place because it was actually about the topic. Let's just see if we can finish it up. Does that sound go, good well, to you? two little sentences. Yeah, so it's, real, it's it. real quick. I mean, it's entitled, Could this Segment Intending Process Hinder My Spontaneous Reactions? And Jerry asks, surprisingly, could segment intending hinder our spontaneity or our ability <laughs> to react to a situation in the moment in any way? And Abraham says, segment intending would hinder your ability to react by default, but it would strengthen your ability to react deliberately. Spontaneous. Spontaneity is wonderful as long as you are spontaneously attracting what you want. <laughs> it is not so wonderful when you are spontaneously attracting that which you do not want. This is true. We would not replace deliberate creating with spontaneous creation by default at any cost. <laughs> yeah, very true. And thank you for That's getting that out of the idea. way because because now now I can actually write a new title for the next show, which is you, good. Yes, you can feel like you're moving on. And I appreciate so I do that. want to say something about prepaving. Yes. It, because in a way, I feel like this whole show has been about me talking about how what's happening for me in the future has been prepaved by all that I have been through in the past. Part of which. Well, who knows? Maybe all of which has been because I have been focusing on my future mm-hmm. and I've been asking specific questions that have helped to get me prepared for what's coming. And many things that I didn't even know I needed to be prepared in, I've already accomplished and I already feel competent. And there's skills that I will take forward as I move into whatever's next and new for me. But I love knowing that I've already put a lot of deliberate intention on being prepared. Yeah, that's a good thing. And so I'm I'm not going into this brand new, which is kind of a cool feeling. And that actually, as I say that, that feels really good to me. It's like, it's not new. Just because I don't know specifically what I'll be doing, I know it's within my skill set to do everything that's coming forward. Even if it's something I've never done, it's even within my skill set to learn and to be a really good learner of whatever is to come. So. Well, that sounds like a good stopping place. That's really good. But uh, I can't l- wait to find out what the next step is going to be. I presume that we'll hear about that on Thursday, I would think, because you'll be back then. <laughs> yes. So uh, at, that, at this point, then I'll say, oh, wait a minute. I, well, I don't really have time. Very quickly, I know you said it before. How does somebody reach out to you again? 
wendydillard.com. There it is. Okay. Now I can I can say, and we will expect you back here next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye for now.